Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for clicking on this, listening to this. Um, this is the this is my podcast, episode one. Hopefully, you guys will enjoy what we're going to cover today. This is going to be kind of a fun topic to do. Wanted to do kind of lighthearted, not too uh, not too deep, not too crazy, but something I am actually really passionate about. Uh, first off, you're probably wondering who the hell are you? Um, <laughs> my name is Derek Howe. I am a content creator, musician, photographer. Many things. Um, I'm just a content creator. I just make things. That's what I do. Um, but I wanted to make a podcast. I think a lot of people have been dipping their toes into it for a while now. And I think this is a good way to cover topics at full length without having to get too worried about like what your visuals look like and your lighting and all that. You know, it's just my voice. It's just recorded. It's just me and you talking. That's all this is. It's a little conversation that we're going to have. Um, today I'm really excited about what we are going to do. Uh, we're going to talk about sneakers. We're going to talk about sneaker culture. We're going to talk about the differences of when I was a kid versus how it is now. There's a lot of really interesting points. I think that we would cover in this one, uh, some modern topics that are in that world. And I guess some future things like, what do I see happening? What is it? What does it all culminate to? What does this whole story culminate to? But uh, yeah, like I said, uh, my name is Derek. If you like what you hear, there's going to be way more topics that we're going to cover. They're going to be like 30-minute episodes. I'm going to try and keep them kind of short and direct. And uh, yeah, so this is going to be the first one. We're going to talk about sneakers. This is something that I like. Hopefully you enjoy this episode. Let's get it. All right, you guys. So now we are going to get into this. The very first thing we're going to talk about is the retro side of sneakers. And, you know, we can't talk about shoes unless you ask somebody, hey, uh, what, what's your favorite shoes? And that was always kind of the best way to get to know somebody in the community. Hey, what do you like? What are your what are your top three? What do you got? Uh, my favorite sneaker of all time easily is the Nike Air Max 90 in the infrared colorway. That's a lot of people's answer. But obviously with the retro release that happened last year. If you pay attention to my vlog, you know how much that shoe just really resonated with me and kind of got me back into doing Nikes. I was team Adidas, three stripes. As soon as Boost came out, like I was on that shit and never looked back. I, I, there's, we're going to cover the story, kind of how it all went through my sneaker history, you know, my credentials, I think is what some people would call them. But yeah, when you're like, well, who is this random dude on the internet talking about sneakers? This is what the story is that goes through. But uh, yeah, the Air Max 90 for sure is my favorite sneaker of all time. The number two is definitely going to be the Adidas Ultra Boost. That shoe changed sneakers for the better, I think, of recent shoes. Uh, and definitely the culture that kind of permeated out of that, which I think it was a very interesting time, especially when there was almost like this conscious revolt against Nike and you know everything that we had been told we had to enjoy. And then this new thing came and just fucking changed the game. Which is where I think a lot of modern sneakers now are at. And that's what we're going to get into. But yeah, so uh, those are like my top favorite sneakers. Probably third, I would probably, I don't know, uh, Vans. I think Vans, Authentics, and like Eras and shit. Like, I think just Vans slip shoes, like really relax. Everybody can beat them up. Like, I never got, I never was never into like old schools or new schools or anything like that. Like, it just wasn't my thing. I like half cabs. I think Steve Cavalera's Pro Models is probably one of the best Vans shoe ever. That doesn't get enough love except for like in the skate community. So, uh, yeah, half cabs and eras and all that. I think vans are great. They're have always been kind of just like unapologetically themselves and they do every design under the sun, which is really cool. But, uh, yeah. So where did that get started in sneakers? I, I would just say it's, it's a really similar story. It's kind of like anime, which is another episode we're going to do soon. So stay tuned for that. Um, but I think when people grew up, and I, I was born in 1992 um, to a lovely couple named Brian and Jackie. They raised me the best that I could be, me and my brother. Um, you know, but we were not we were not rich by any means necessary. So sneakers sneakers are a luxury. They were never we understood that you had to wear shoes, but sneakers are a totally different thing than shoes. So. <laughs> Yeah, I I would I was I'm a child of hand-me-downs. Anything my brother was done with, it would go to me. Um, my first ever I can remember shoe that I was like, oh, this is kind of different. This feels kind of cool. I like how this looks. I I want to wear those. They were these white Nikes that my brother had, and they had I still remember they had a little Volt swoosh on them, and I thought they were just the coolest things in the world. 
And I just took them from my brother. I was one of those brothers that would just steal shit from my brother all the time. And I remember taking those and he got mad at me. And I was like, I don't want to give them back. And my mom was like, Matt, we'll buy you another pair of shoes. Just let him have it. Like anything to shut this kid up at the moment. Cause yeah, I was a, t- I was a tirade of a child, but but yeah, anything after that was pretty much uh, Walmart shoes. So yeah, no hate in the game, especially if you guys are just trying to pay your bills. Like I was raised on those. That's what you got. Um, shacks. Shacks were the thing when I was like a kid. I thought Shaquille O'Neal was like the coolest thing in the world. And I got made fun of for wearing them. And then I started to realize, oh, like I either need to get okay with people making fun of me. Or I need to see what I can do or like try and figure it out. So after that... Once I was like, yeah, I, I really just want to find a shoe. Uh, the first ever like shoe that experience ever had where I was like, okay, well maybe there's something to this. It was, I can still remember in middle school, obviously that's a big turning point. I think for a lot of people when they got into sneakers is like middle school from elementary school of on recess on the playground, playing with your friends, not having a fucking care in the world. And you don't give a shit what anybody thinks about what you're wearing or anything like that. Um, yeah, once you started getting into, like, junior high, that shit actually kind of mattered. And you were like, oh, maybe girls are like this. And that's, like, the first time that lie ever gets told to you is, like, yo, if you get a brand-new pair of Nikes or a brand-new pair of Jordans, like, every single girl here is just going to want to talk to you. And that's could not be further from the truth. Um, I was an awkward kid. Like, I'm still an awkward adult at times, but definitely was one of those moments where I was, like, I guess we got to figure something out. So the, yeah, the first thing I ever did, I remember I traded. So trades are definitely any younger kids that listen to this podcast. First, what the fuck are you doing? Why did they let you listen to this? Um, and secondly, if you're trying to get some nice stuff in life, this is advice to anybody. If you have things around that are nice, you can always give trades out and somebody may just take you up on it. And I remember a kid was like, I was wearing a pair of black duck boots. If you guys know what those are, they're not Timberlands, but this is, Definitely at a time when Tim's were like uberly popular and even lugs like <laughs> shout out in the comments too. If you guys and like definitely like the podcast, if you remember the lugs commercial with Birdman on it, that shit was phenomenal. Like that was, that was such an introduction I think too, for like a fucking middle-class white kid to be like, Oh, I want to buy some lugs. <laughs> like, cause I saw Birdman and like, brrr, like that shit was hype. Um, but yeah, I remember this kid, I had these pair of black duck boots and I guess he like, he's like, they look like Timberlands. And I was like, yeah, I mean, nobody would even know they're really not. Even though if you looked at it now, you'd be like, what the fuck? Like that looks nothing like a Timberland. But yeah, we were like 11 years old. And I remember he was like, yo, I'll trade you my shoes for those. And I was like, okay, well, what shoes do you have? And he was like, it was the Adidas. Uh, I think it was the T-Mac twos, the Tracy McGrady to the blue ones with the gray webbing, the all blue joints, the shiny looking ones, then things were fire. And I was like, sure, you can have my boots. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, well now apparently I have these. So I rocked them all day. I was so proud of myself. And I was like, man, these are cool. And I wore them to gym class, like definitely didn't play like Tracy McGrady, but definitely felt for a second like Tracy McGrady. And I was like, I really like these. And I remember the whole time I was running back and I was coming back from home and I was on the bus and all my friends were like, oh, those are so cool. They're so cool. I was like, yeah, they're cool. I had these blue socks that like matched them perfect. I don't know. I think I had them in my gym locker and it was a fire fit, especially for like 2005, I think. No, it's, oh God, it'd be even before that. It's like 2003, 2004. Um, yeah. And that shit was great. And then I got home and my dad got home and I showed him and he's like, ah, oh. he's like, well, how'd you get those? And I was like, oh, I traded those duck boots for him. And my dad was like, wait, you did what? <laughs> and that was the first time I ever disappointed my father when it came to sneakers. But <laughs> yeah, uh, he was like, what do you mean you traded your shoes? And I was like, I gave them to a kid at school. And he's like, well, you're going to get your shoes back. And I was like, I, I don't think I'm going to get my shoes back. I don't think that's how any of this is going to work. And yeah, one, one of many conversations later on about sneakers and buying shoes. And I think that's kind of a reminiscing thing that probably happens in everybody's life. If you're liking this episode, that's probably happened to you. If you're like, fuck, I remember, you know, spending half this paycheck to get that pair. And then like, I loved it. But then people were like, yeah, what the fuck are you doing? Like, <laughs> 
but it, it's it's you know it's it's the name of the game. That's kind of a, that's kind of a thing that happens. I think the name of the game is really just getting your trials and tribulations through. Uh, the next part, really, of the of the come up story, as I like to think of it, you know, I didn't I didn't get to go to college through sports or anything like that, but I did go to community college and I bought sneakers while I was there. Um, so, yeah, I mean, everybody's got their come up story. My thing, really, later on uh, into high school and stuff, even though. There were many sneakers I had that were very cool when I was in middle school, for sure. I started getting into skateboarding at that time, too. So skate shoes were a big part of that. I think that being a witness of the early days of Nike SB, I think many people... It's like Toonami in anime, which that's another episode, like I said, that we're going to get into. Um, But it was such a time, and Nike SB was such a pinnacle design push that was happening on, you know, the more, the more extravagant side of this, that, you know, we're going to get into that in this episode, but at a simple mind, when you're like 12, 13 years old in middle school, it was just, did it look cool? And I remember one of my favorite shoes I got, I actually, this is terrible, but I took them out of the lost and found that we had in gym. And it was a fucking pair of the Michael Vick, the, the Vick ones. It was like a black and red pair, but then things were fucking cool looking. Like, if I know Nike retroed him a couple of years ago. Obviously, things with him are kind of like you gotta <laughs> gotta tiptoe around it, obvious for obvious reasons that we won't get into. Um, but yeah, I remember having those shoes and people being like, "Oh, those are so cool!" And like, just that feeling was really nice. Um, just you know, I, I'm not a obviously now being a musician and stuff like you kind of have to be okay with people staring at you. And that's where, you know, having nice shoes is a good part of that. If, if you're giving off a public image of yourself and if you want to be in the image of that, I don't really think you should be wearing busted ass shoes. That's just my personal opinion on that. Obviously, um, bills come first and all that other stuff, but if you can afford it and if you like doing it, sure, go for it. But the one thing where I started to really know shoes and it was a lot different um, were a lot of, like I said, a lot of the catalogs that people were have that we shopped back in the day, CCS catalogs. I knew a lot of skate shoes through, um, like I said, seeing dunks for the first time was pretty cool and understanding that like that, sh- that shoe is a basketball shoe that's then repurposed for skateboarding and skateboarding after that, man, I knew every shoe that was coming out. I knew all the brands. I kept track of all that stuff. A lot of the video games that would come out, there would be items that were in there, and you just fucking learn. I love customizing any type of anything when it comes to video games and sneakers. That's where, like, 2K comes involved and FIFA at the moment with, like, boots and just customizing and adding a personal flair to every player is just a very cool thing to do, especially if you're into video games and stuff like that. Um, and it definitely teaches you a lot, especially when they have the licensing to do all the Jordans and the Kobe's and the, you know, LeBron's and all these other shoes that are just throughout history now that we have, but we, you know, to watch them be released through the video game at the same time that they are being released in real life is like a double edged sword of obsession that you can get into for sure. And I, I loved basketball shoes. Nike basketball was a very cool time. I think people should always give that time the reverence that it deserves because it has really pushed a lot of speed. I would think probably colorways now more. I think Nike basketball and new balance and ASICs and like the gel light series and Sockneys and like that very early steps of, I guess you could say YouTube content when people started making that, um, that changed a lot. That was a big part of why things I think now are so different is because of the social media aspect that most modern things have that we just didn't basically have back in the day. You did not, you know, you didn't really have that same type of experience. You didn't really have that same type of attention that was given to these things like news outlets. Now there's, you know, a hundred million websites that'll cover every shoe that comes out. Uh, we had Nike talk back in the day and like some blogs that would cover a couple things and like your skate shops would know some stuff, but like you really kind of just had to know what was up and you had to be really plugged into the quote unquote culture of that time to really understand anything about it. And, uh, for me, I got into that with sports. Obviously, like I said, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't playing any sports, but like I'll clean a basketball player's shoes just so I can see the shoe. I'm really good at it. It's a good way to make like 20 bucks right before you need some money. Like I, I was skateboarding with my friends, but I'm, I've always had an interest in shoes. I've always kind of known how to restore a shoe, how to make it look better. Cause I had to buy 
and trade up. And, you know, when you have such a primitive way of acquiring your sneakers, sometimes you got to learn how to make them look better. You got to learn how to clean them. You got to learn how to midsole repaint. You got to learn all the things that come with a whole nother side of sneaker culture. And I think like sneaker restorations are really what got me into it because I realized that, you know, I can make some money real quick. And there's a lot of people who just throw out their shoes after they're busted, but you're like, you know, if you just know how to do a couple things and just type of like try and acquire them at a low cost and then flip them up, you can either make money or you can have a really nice sneaker collection. And that's really what I got into doing probably later into high school. Um, I was a pretty much Vans wear. Like I love Vans. Like I said, um, I wore new era or wore like eras and authentics, probably most of high school other outs uh, outside of like Americas and like other skate shoes that I was wearing. But after I got out of high school, that's when like sneakers actually came into existence for me. Definitely probably switched into, I would say one of my favorite shoes is the board flips of the Reebok back in the day, the BBC and ice cream. Like the board flips were such a cool fucking shoe. Cause it was like the first time that like sneaker culture was ever shown in like skateboarding in a way that I don't think anybody had ever seen. Cause the colorways were crazy. Like it was a weird looking shoe. I fell in love with it. I had the orange, yellow and gray pair. If you guys know what's up, then you know what's up. Um, I always wanted, and I probably one day will buy the green, pink and the brown ones. Like if there's one out there, like, please hit me up like size 12, 12 and a half, 13. Like I, I want that shoe so bad just cause it's one of those I want to have on a shelf. Cause like when I started seeing skate shoes and videos and that was really cool, but then it's like, it's Reebok. And I was like, Oh, that's strange. And then I remember going into a Reebok outlet and that's where I got turned on to the DGK side of things, you know, uh, Stevie Williams is, will always be one of my favorite skateboarders just because a, it was, he was just so cool looking and his pop is crazy. Like that man looked like he was floating, which was amazing to me. And then the shoes were awesome. Like I've, I've always Reebok is my first love when it comes to sneakers. I, I love Nikes. Now I love Adidas. I, I ride with pretty much any company. I'm trying to start buying into like new balance and things like that, just to see what's up with them. Just never going down that road. But Reebok really was where everything started. Like I said, I was Walmart shoes exclusive. And then once I started getting into high school and you know, you get a pair of shoes right before my dad was like, yo, you got a $50 minimum man or $50 maximum. And I was like, all right, well, clearance side, um, that's obviously where we're going to shop first. And I remember just slowly, gradually working my way onto the wall. You go to that back wall to the actual wall. And once you, once you started doing that, you felt like something, which I think is super superficial. But at the same time, like, it just is what it is. And I remember my first ever shoe that I was like, oh, yeah, that's cool. I think it was the, it's a Reebok Iverson. I think it's the I3 Mids. It's the all black pair. It looked like an Air Force One. And that's like, that's Nelly days where like all the Air Forces and Terror Squad, like Air Forces were such a crazy time of sneakers because it was like one really basic shoe. And it was just how many colorways can you do? How personal can you get? Like how dope can that shoe get? And I think that's something that got kind of lost. I think that that's something we need to re reconnect with. I think modern day design. You know, I, I have a lot of hope for what's going to happen. I think we'll get into that later. But, like, I have a lot of hope based off of the fact that I know that things just reoccur. And the fact that 90s footwear got so popular again, I think that was the best thing that could happen. Because it almost, it almost like, launches it back in time. And it's like, all right, well, now we're going to redo all of this stuff. Which is like a renaissance, in a way, of sneakers. Which is a great thing. And I think, you know, you have guys like Kanye West that are out here designing sneakers that are super like futuristic and like that's his aesthetic that he's going with. And then you have, you know, a lot of like off-white stuff, which is a lot of the deconstructed, like nice, cool color tones and just like super different designs and like repurposing. And that's a vibe in its own. And then, you know, there's people that like, you know, chunky ass dad shoes. Like they like 90s footwear. I like Air Maxes because... I just like the way they fucking look. Like it's just something about them that just pulls me every time I see them. It's the same with the ultra boost. Like the ultra boost is one of the best silhouettes that's ever been made. And there's nobody that can dispute that. Has it been around as long as the other ones? No, but that 1.0 
every time you see one of those, you cannot say it's a bad looking shoe. You just cannot say it. It's undeniable. It's one, it's a, it's, you know, there's a lot of ZX model fans that would say the same thing about the ZX line and like the EQTs. Like there's just something about that silhouette that just speaks to people. And that's where, you know, I think that's where there's a big separation where people are like, why do you care this much about sneakers? And it's like, I don't really care so much about the shoe. The shoes are going to be made either way. It's everything that comes with it. It's the inspiration. It's the influence. It's, it's, it's a never ending kind of world of design that sneakers always has keep keeps in contact with, whether that be through music or architecture or design, like color palette, like the time of the year, like everybody's got to wear shoes. And I think people realize that it's such a good medium to express something maybe bigger than just what's on your feet. But yeah, I mean, one of the things kind of to wrap up the retro section, I got into cleaning and restoring and that's just where the love of a lot of different silhouettes came up. And then, you know, scouring eBay pages back in the day and going to like early Plato's closet and rugged warehouse and just finding all these shoes and just seeing all the different types that I already knew that were out there, but then just understanding that, whoa, this is kind of a thing in its own. And that kind of brings it now to today. I think one of the biggest things that influenced all of sneakers is the introduction of social media involved into it. How much do we incorporate social media into what our, what our interests are and what our expectations of, I guess this, this living monster that has been known as sneakers now has become because it's much different than it was before. Like I think, I think bots and just the acquisition of sneakers now is such, it's such a blood sport, especially on really hype releases. And I think these brands need to do a good job of trying to prevent that. But at the same extent, there's an entire part of our culture that thought it was perfectly fine to allow people to use bots and that it shouldn't be looked down upon. And it's just kind of the way to get things now. Which is kind of disappointing because, I mean, I think that there's a lot of us. Um, definitely let me know below. Like, if when we were growing up, if you wanted the sneaker online, you just woke up and tried to get it manually. There was like a code of honor. Like, you're not going to use a bot. Don't do that. It's bad karma. And people just started to realize that that's kind of like an old way of looking at it. And people were like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm using a bot. Like, I want the shoe. And that mentality just kept going and kept going and kept going. And now it's just expected. If you can get a shoe manually that's super hyped, that's where like the sneakers app and all that, like if it just happens, it just happens. And that's a very interesting thing to have. But at the same time, there is, there is such a different mentality towards sneakers. And that's mainly due just to your resale market. Sneakers never have really been, I I heard a really good point the other day and they said most people's every sneaker that comes out is being sold at like grail prices, which is really true. I mean, to tell Somebody that a a dunk, if you would have told a Nike SB person in like 2007 that, hey, this university blue dunk is going to come out. It's going to resell for like 300, 350 on float. And then you're like, what? Like that would blow somebody's mind. Because back in the day, those the images were like 80 bucks. It was like 80 bucks for a pair of them things. And you'd be in and out and no problem. And it was never there. I still remember many a times going into skate shops and just dunks upon dunks upon dunks. Maybe not all the crazy collabs and like crazy special releases, but GR stuff sat like there was no, you'd maybe not find your size, but you would find the shoes. Like they were there. No problem. Um, but that's not the, really the case anymore for sure. Especially with, you know, like I said, the amount of collabs that are happening now, all these companies that are getting, you know, kind of putting their foot in with sneakers and understanding like, hey, there's a lot of money to be made with this stuff. And it's like, yeah, there is a lot. And you have guys like Travis Scott and Kanye West and fucking Virgil and all these different people that are here putting out sneaker collabs. And I think that if I think that's going to be the future, I think that's what we're kind of going towards is like, it's not so much the athletes like it was back in the day. Athletes were really the ones where sneakers would go to. But after like a certain time, I think probably the mid two thousands to like the early 2010 era, like that time, it was such a time and place. And I think that it really has birthed what has come out now. Um, obviously, like I said, there are some things that we probably should try and weed out of our community. Um, I think that 
the fact that fake shoes now are just kind of a thing in their own. Um, I think TikTok probably is not at all to fucking help with that for sure. Cause I know plenty, there's plenty of people out there that just flex fake shit all the time and there's no problem with it. Um, it's kind of corny. I mean, obviously I'm not going to wear anything fake. If I find out something's fake, I don't want to wear it obviously. But at the same time, some people don't care about that. They just care about that name being there. Even if it's not real, you think it is for a second, unless you know, and that's a thing in its own. It's just, if you know how to spot it, then you know how to spot it. But most people, when they see somebody with an LV bag, they're just going to think it's an LV bag. But you know, if you're wearing a pair of off white ones and nobody knows that they're not real, uh, probably don't really care, but it's definitely, uh, it's an interesting place to be because if you're talking about a culture that's in its own sneakers, absolutely is a culture in its own because it has so many different neighborhoods. It's like a ginormous city. It has its own neighborhoods, so many different types of cultures and different races and different backgrounds and religions and like all these different concepts of creativity can be represented through a shoe something so simple, but that, you know, there's stories to be told about people's lives and there's plenty of men and women now that have absolutely their voice to be heard. And sneakers is a great medium that we all actually kind of listen to in a way. I think that when somebody puts out a shoe and it has a really good story behind it, I think that's an amazing thing that we can have. And it's a form of art in that way, you know, and when you, the chunky donkey, while it is fucking corny as shit and it's not a good looking shoe, it's a fully executed idea. And that's really cool. I think that the recent Air Maxes that have been coming out, I think that there's a lot of cool design about trying to get back to the original look to these shoes and how they've kind of changed throughout the years. But like to do that emphasis of, well, let's bring it back to where it was. And let's kind of just go back to a lot of these old colorways that, you know, maybe we haven't seen in a while. And I think that that's encouraging, but you know, for other sides of things, when you're talking about like the Amon Monier three that came out this year, which is probably everyone's sneaker of the year. I mean, I don't own it, but that's, yeah, that shit is fire. Like (laughs) that, that is a perfect execution of like an age look midsole, but keeping it still kind of modern and luxury and the fucking liner in it. Like that plush, like, Oh God, it's such a cool looking shoe. But I think most people saw that shoe and they realized that, God, that is a design that just says something. And that's, that's what people like about sneakers. That's what keeps people coming back every single time. You can, I can count a million times. I was like, all right, I'm not going to buy a shoe for a while. And then you turn around like four days and you're already looking at stuff online. You're like, shit, I, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> like I just keep buying these things. But you know, it's, that's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of modern sneakers is the fact now that we have such access to it and we'll kind of just like keep it chugging along. It's like the fact that we have access to all this stuff now, this is the greatest time in the world to be a sneakerhead. If you just, if you have the money just to spend, if you just want to spend it and you don't care about paying a little bit on resale or a lot on resale, if you can do it, dog, they got anything. They'll ship that shit right to your house. Like that's a hundred percent. And People that, you know, want to go back to the old days of sneakers, like, I, I don't want to deal with a web store and I don't want to, I want to go wait in the fucking cold with my dumbass friends and like have to wait and like smell people's farts like in line. And I know people do that. People fart in lines and that shit is rude. We all got to get sneakers. Nobody wants to smell your fart, but like, <laughs> like it's, it was such a time and a place. And I think hype culture now is kind of people like it or they don't like it. If a lot of, if a lot of people get hype on one shoe, there's a lot of people that just want to wear it, but then there's also people that don't want to wear that something that everybody else is wearing, which is a big part of, I think it's your, it's a, it's the fork in the road of sneaker culture is you either wear what you like and you follow your own style and you try and take little pieces and you make something of it that represents you. For me, I like Air Maxes. I like a nice little white sock showing a little, like little pin roll, maybe on some pants. Like, I don't care. Like I'll go cargo. I'll go none. Like I like a little bit of tech wear. I like the retro style sneaker, but if I want to throw an ultra boost on, I want to be able to just easily flip it and it still kind of work with that outfit. So utilitarian in a way is a good way for me, but to even understand the concept of that, you just kind of got to know what your personal style is. So like, 
I don't care about buying a Travis Scott shoe because I don't really want to wear a Travis Scott shoe. I don't have anything against Travis Scott's design. I don't have anything against Nike's design. I just don't want to wear that shoe. I don't want to go through the hassle of getting it. I don't want to wear it because I don't know what I would wear with it. In a way, I know what people could wear with it, but I'm not knowing myself. I don't want to wear that shoe. Now, if I look at an Air Max 90 infrared, I know exactly what the fuck I want to wear with that. And that's why that is my personal style. It doesn't mean that it's any less, you know, respected than the other shoe before it. Like, I don't have anything against the Travis Scott one. If you want to wear it, it's your shoe. I don't want to wear it. I'd rather wear my Air Maxes because that's my personal style. But people who do not have personal style will just follow what is being told to them to wear. And I think that, unfortunately, I think some good designs get pulled into that. And I think that, you know, I think the Virgil Abloh, the Off-White 50, I think that those dunks are really cool if you would have just picked a few of them and then released it as like a small pack. I think by doing 50 pairs, I don't really know the point of it. I don't, <laughs> but it's not really me to get it. I'm not Virgil. I'm, it's not my design. I, I don't have to understand it. That's an artist recognizing an artist. Like, I see you, dude. I know what you did. It's kind of cool. I don't understand it, but hey, rock and roll. And that's what sneakers has always kind of been about. And I think that that's where people now have to draw the line. You either are doing it because you genuinely like the way it looks. You're genuinely just trying to fit your aesthetic. Maybe, you know, people add their culture, cultural side to it. Like, I grew up in hardcore, so that's a reason why I like Air Maxes, because Air Maxes and hardcore music have been kind of synonymous for a long time, since the mid-90s. And that shoe, those shoes have just kind of been around. They're tough as fuck. You can wear them. If you talk about the rave scene and the grime scene over in England, like, that's, that's why Air Max culture is so big. I, I'd like soccer. I'd like English culture in that way. Like, I fuck with it. It fits my aesthetic. It fits my interests. And that's the thing you have to keep asking yourself. Do I really like this? Or am I just getting, like, caught up in the hype? The Jordan 3 Pine Greens that just came out, That's that was a shoe that I had to ask myself, do I really like this shoe? Or am I just caught up in the hype of me, like, liking Nike again and liking Jordan again a little bit? More Nike than Jordan in that aspect. But... I saw that and I was like, well, I'd, I'd like it, but there's something about it. And it's the suede. It wasn't the leather. If it was a leather base, I definitely would have bought that shoe. But genuinely, I had to ask myself, do you like it or do you just know that it's coming out? And do you like your colors? And it's like, okay, that's really what this is. And I didn't buy the shoe. And I don't regret not buying the shoe. Ended up buying the Hyper Turquoises and got a video of that coming out on the vlog that's going to be coming out soon. I love that shoe. And I'm much happier with what I got than what I would have been. Obviously, the hype part of you would have been like, well, buy the Jordan 3. And it's like, but if you don't like the design, there's no point in doing it. But yeah, so that's kind of that. And I mean, obviously, with like, like I'm saying, with people who are the influencers behind shoes, if you're buying it because you're a fan of that person, that's one thing. I get that. Supporting your artists and buying what they put out, that just keeps it going and keeps it, you know, that's why Kanye became a billionaire. Like, people fucked with the design. And even if they didn't fuck with this design, they knew that there was a resale market in it. And they just bought all the shit and he made his money. Obviously, um, I don't know if you guys saw recently with him having some settlement reached about his shipping. That was kind of weird that you'd had six months you didn't ship shit out. But okay. Um, I didn't even realize there was a law about that, which is kind of the crazy part. And then, you know, I think recently too, um, you know, we'll just, I'm, I'll cover this quickly. So many people have talked about this too, but it's just like. I'll just put my two cents in there is, you know, with Travis Scott, obviously everyone kind of knows like what happened at Astroworld and, you know, it's a complete tragedy in its own and it was easily avoided. You could easily avoid this, but there is a cultural difference in certain parts of, I think, hip hop community today, kind of in sneakers, how it was versus what it used to be. Like the fact that kids now mosh at rap shows, and like I like I said, I grew up in the hardcore scene. One of the biggest rules that the hardcore scene has always had and the metal scene has always had was, yes, there are violent ass pits that are in those type of shows. There's walls of death. There's fucking, you know, stage diving. That's always been a thing that's in those. But we've always understood that if someone falls down, you got to pick them up. You got to give people room. And there's obviously been things that have happened at metal shows and hardcore shows where people just got hurt and it was just it could have easily been avoided similar situations, but like it, it's such a constant, I think with different stories that are now coming out about like how fucking poorly 
some of the fans like behaved at that show. Like the fact that people just kept jumping and I'm like, you're at a Travis Scott show. Like, yes, obviously it's heavy ass fucking bass music and you're going to be jumping up and down. And some people just weren't aware probably, but then you have all these horror stories come out of like, we were heard, heard people screaming and there was like layers of people underneath people jumping on. And I'm like, there's got to be some sort of assessment in our culture when it comes to that. Like we cannot get so lost in a moment that people's physical lives are threatened by something like that. And I think that that's kind of a thing that it, it kind of, it kind of resembles itself, you know, on such a much less important scale, but in sneakers too, like if you are so concerned only with what's happening in your realm that you don't want to like even consider what other people would do in a situation. And like, if you can't change and if you can't adapt and make things better, like it's just going to keep repeating itself. And it's like, you know, for hip hop culture, I, I, as I said earlier, like I'm, I'm not really the guy I think to talk about, Oh, the legacy of it. I'm not the grand master keeper for sure. Like at any stage, like I'm not the keeper whatsoever of hip hop lore or anything like that. But like hip hop was a huge influence for sneakers. Obviously hardcore music was a huge influence for sneakers. So like, I have love for both and I hated to see what happened at that show because I know that like kids just want to go to a show and they just want to have fun and they don't want to worry about that. But it's like, if you don't address it now and if all these shows and I don't want the media to fucking take like the, the fucking realm of like rap shows are ruining the youth. Like I grew up with that shit. That shit is played out. We know it's not true. It's just you kids, you gotta be considerate and you gotta help each other. And you know, fucking crowd surges and not having enough security and shit like that. Like people need to know what goes on at these shows. These fucking security staff, people need to be properly trained. You need to have definitely enough of them. And then there's absolutely a responsibility on Travis Scott's side. Do you know? I mean, I know a lot of people said you can't, well, you're, if you're up on stage, you just, you can't keep track of every single person. It's like, no, but you can definitely feel the vibe. And I think that if you have a disregard towards people's safety, it definitely shows something that I think people kind of always knew uh, with a lot of celebrities. If you, cause a lot of people took the narrative of like, he just doesn't care. Like he just wants fucking money. Like he's got his fucking Nike deal. Like who gives a shit? Like this guy doesn't give a fuck. I don't, I don't know if that's the case, man. I think, you know, I hope the Travis Scott is a, a normal person that would fucking care about shit like that, but you don't know. Like money makes people different. Like it changes people. And that's, that's for sure. I think, you know, sneakers kind of shows that you fucking wear a hype ass shoe. You're going to feel a little bit different. You're going to feel like some things don't matter in life that some people think may, but at the same time, like kind of to wrap that point up, like, I just hope everybody sees that situation as just like a very humongous and unfortunate analogy and like comparison of what we are in right now when it comes to, just complete disconcern for everything around you. And, you know, even in design where like we have a responsibility to make this shit more sustainable and, you know, better for our planet. And just, there's a lot of things that get involved in that. You got to think about the future and you got to care about that type of stuff. And you have to set up for the next generation. You have to just continuously do that. And I think weeding out people not really liking what they like and just thinking they have to be a certain way or like a certain thing to fit in with a group of people that may, they may not even really want to be fitting in with. Um, if you're sacrificing who you are as an individual and your own personal creativity, and that can apply into sneakers that can apply into your art that can apply into your job that can apply in a lot of stuff in life. But, uh, you definitely have to go through life in, if you're at least personal expression, I think, being conscious of the responsibility that comes with that as well. I think that, you know, Travis Scott does care about selling his shoe out. I mean, he's not going to have any trouble doing it, obviously, but you know, that guy has a lot of impact. That guy has a lot of influence. The fact that, you know, like I say in a video that's going to be coming out, shameless plug, but, um, you know, air maxes, air maxes, I think are about to explode because that guy's going to start dipping his toes into air max designs and he's got a lot of power and don't fucking think for one minute that, you know, this whole thing is going to shut down, you know, Nike and Jordan's knowledge of how much influence that dude has. Like there's so many things that are getting plugged in. And for me as a person that just, you know, doesn't have an opinion, but I like something that he's about to be involved in. I got to start buying what I like now because that shit is going to skyrocket. The same, same thing happened a few years ago when that guy got on with Jordan and, 
you know, that the fucking that Travis Scott one got ones crazy again. The Mocha one only got popular because of Travis Scott. It's the only reason that that thing got popular. Got a big wind thing coming through right now. Oh, wow. I have my window open and that was the wind. Oh, that was cool. But yeah, when he, when Travis Scott got on Jordan, that just, it kind of reignited. And then when the last dance, it's all about your relevancy. It's all about what's coming out. People are just reflecting what they're seeing through social media, what comes out on TV. You know, the last dance, when that came out, that was one of the funniest times to watch people actually give a fuck about something again. And you knew exactly why they gave a fuck about it. And it was like, yeah, we saw Jordan, the story of Jordan, even Pippins went up, like everything that was involved in that, just its value went up. Same thing happy un- happened, unfortunately, with Kobe Bryant after he passed. You know, the value of Kobe's shoes now are, it's ridiculous. It's completely different. And it unfortunately took somebody passing away for it to then, you know, hit that legendary status. That's when it becomes art. When that person no longer is there, it's like Van Gogh. Van Gogh paintings weren't worth shit when he was alive. But not saying the Kobe's weren't worth shit. I mean, but they did not have, except for a few colorways and a few real hard ones to get, they did not have the pull like they will now because that legacy just continues. And like, unfortunately, obviously everything that happens, you lose a person and it builds something because of that. Like that, that's, it's, that's what we're here for. You're here to build your legacy. And I think that's where sneakers are important. And I think that, you know, if you like that side of design, if you actually care that much, like I said, if you are, that concerned about that stuff, you know, your sneakers are kind of part of your legacy. Like it shows who you are. It shows what you're into. And I, I think that that's something we can't ever really forget. Um, I hope that there's a lot more that comes out of that. I think that the future of design is definitely going to be more heavily centered into people that deserve a voice. I think the amount of female design shoes that are coming out on the Jordan side of things, I think is something to admire. I think that it's good for female designers, especially women of color that are out here doing this shit. Like they are fucking putting it down and the designs are good and they, they got to make them in men's sizes because we're getting upset that they're not in bigger sizes. So they got to do these extended sizes because people want them because they're good designs and they're made by good designers and it's good to get those people involved. It's good to have representation in inside of your community because there's a lot of people in this community and every single person in it, deserves something. And I think even if it's just your personal style, even if you just like to put some things together the way that you like to do it and you don't care what anybody thinks about it, that is really when you're being the truest version of yourself. And that's a fucking sneakerhead. You don't have to own every single hype ass shoe that comes out. You don't have to do that because if, like I said, one of the greatest things I've heard recently is that if you don't have one GR in your sneaker collection, you're a hype beast and you don't actually care about sneakers. But I mean, people who know what they like, they know what they like. And I think that there's a lot of things that are coming forward. There's a lot of good design that's coming forward. I think there's people, especially over the next five years, I think sneakers will be a completely different side of things. Uh, The resale aspect of it will always be there. It kind of has always been there in a way, but at the same time, never to the extent of what the internet has made it. Um, obviously with the amount of influence that goes through with TikTok and Instagram and YouTube and sneaker YouTube, that's the reason, you know, I make that shit for that exact reason is like, I got into making that type of content because I am passionate about the topic. Um, and you kind of like find a personal discovery in the type of content that you can make. You know, if you buy a shoe, you may end up doing it for a video and you find out that you really like the shoe and it's just a complete spiral after that into an endless buying cycle that happens. But, you know, sneaker YouTube is a very independent thing in its own, but you know, it was really cool in the heyday when it first started because there were guys that were just guys and ladies that were out here just like putting content out, just about buying shoes and going to the store and buying them. And like, you could just relate so much to it. And that's kind of, I think, you know, that's what I hope with this podcast. I hope that something I said in this, like, I hope it resonates with somebody to be like, yeah, I remember when I was a kid and I traded for a pair of shoes and I got home and my dad was like, what the fuck? Like, (laughs) that's, that's, that's when I knew, like I said, that's when I knew that I was just built a little bit different when it came to what was on my feet. I did care that much that I was like, I need something crazy. Like, and I think that's hopefully what design goes for in the future. And that's kind of, I think what we're going to wrap up with is like, what is coming out? What is, what, what do people plan on doing? Like 2022, 
are we just going to keep putting out retros? Do we keep going down this retro line or do we, do we bring back stuff that we never thought we were going to see? And I don't know. I think that Adidas, obviously right now, I think Adidas is probably in their works about planning something. I think Nike and Jordan are pretty steady on top. I don't think there's really any, any aspect of them that's going to change that part of it. That that's <laughs> sorry. That's a weird sentence. Um, I don't think Nike is at any has any plans of changing their position. I think they're going to keep putting stuff out that just people like, and they know that that's what people want. And they just go with it. Jordan, I think Jordan, they're going to follow their usual their usual schedule. Going to have some probably crazy retros that pop back up. I think there's a lot of like I think there's like a military blue six. I don't know if that's I could be old and just not remember if that's already come out. But yeah, I saw like it's like a darker navy Jordan six. Like it's it's pretty cool looking, but. Then you have people like New Balance, and I think a lot of respect to these smaller brands, not even smaller, but just alternative brands. You know, I, I respect a lot of what New Balance has done recently. I think that the fact that they have put steady heat out for the past probably three years and really built a really good following, especially of the Made in America stuff that they did, I think it's awesome. I think that that's what you need. You need good competition in this market and in this culture to get the best out of artists and add the best out of designers. And I think that that a lot of companies are starting to understand that. And I think they're starting to implement that. And that's, I don't think we've ever been in a better spot, even though, like I said, there's plenty of just absolute leeches that are on the sneaker community as a whole. And they don't really care about shoes. They don't really care about the design. They don't really care about the stories or any of that. Like the things that like, I think true fans really enjoy and if you do it just to resell it, that's that's all good. Like, you know, everybody's got bills to pay. You do your thing. But people that are into sneakers just for reselling, like, they're not really. It's They're just there for the monetary aspect of it, which is an obvious teller about it. But people that really do care, I think that they're – I think we all know this is one of the best times because it's all going forward. And then there's so many things we could retro, and I think that you're going to see a lot of old – designs that maybe haven't come out recently be brought back. And I think that all the brands need to remember what they made before. And I think you can always add new technology. I think the recrafted uh, Air Max 90 is like one of the better things that Nike did over this past couple of years, especially with the pandemic and to make that shoe comfortable and to make it cool and to reshape it down to where it was, I think was the best move that they could do. I think Adidas is trying to find their identity again. I think they're always a brand that has kind of done that, but when they find it, they I think they really lay into something and they can lay into some good design. 2015 when the Ultra Boost was made, I still remember not really I had some like the SL loops and I remember that was that was a pretty cool shoe because of all the designs and it was a really comfortable shoe. But once the Ultra Boost came out, that was an absolute game changer. That's why I said earlier why that shoe will go down as one of my favorite ones of all time is just the vibe that that shoe had was so cool. And it was so fucking hard to get. Like, if you had a pair of Ultra Boost, especially the 1.0 era, God, that's such a cool time. That's why pretty much all my Ultra Boost now that I have, I just keep my 1.0s just because it's like Jordan 1s to me. Like, some people only care about wearing a Jordan 1. They don't really care about anything else. And people like 3s, 4s, you know, 6s, 11s, like... There are those there are those J's that people that's all they fucking wear, and that's that's just their thing. And I think that Ultra Boost was a very special time for that. It was good for me because I made a lot of content about it, obviously, and got really involved. Um, you know, I started vlogging. I'm on a, you know, I think that at that time finding like I found like oh it's Teddy like Teddy Safarian like shout out my man like like I I will unapologetically say that that dude got me into vlogging. Just because it was such, he does a good job of just making content that is unapologetically him. And I think that that's a thing that is lost in sneakers and just in social media as a whole. Is everybody's trying to look like they're just following this tide. Like, oh, I'm hip. Oh, I'm here doing what what I do. But, like, if you don't have any love in it, man, there ain't no point in doing it. Like, and if that's... That's something that we're watching Teddy's vlog. That was something that got me kind of on that same type of vibe was like, you know, if you are only doing this because you're thinking you're supposed to, then you're really just not doing it for the person and the reason you need to be doing it. And that's you. And I think that 
you know, finding that was really cool. And just that time was really cool. It was such a, like a fuck you to the man mentality that like his vlog had. I think a lot of people in the sneaker community had when that Adidas side just fucking got so hot. Like it was cool to tell Nike to go fuck themselves because they just kept making the same crap over and over and over and over and over again. And it's like, you know, something had to give and then people just jump ship and, the amount of retro Jordans that got sold to buy Ultra Boost, like I remember seeing it with my own eyes, and it was crazy. And then you know when fucking Kanye West came over, and like that was a true like changing of the guard moment. Obviously, we've gone kind of gone back, and I think I personally will make a prediction where I think I think Kanye may one day go back to Nike. And you know I I, I know that's kind of crazy, but I I don't think that I don't think he's done with that brand. I think he's wearing it to make a point to Adidas that he's like, yo, you can't hold me in a box. And I don't think Adidas wants to hold him into a box, but I also know that Adidas just at the end of the day is just going to do what they do. And, you know, for Nike, if I think if Kanye ever went back, I think that that would be a very exciting project to see what he would make with that brand. But if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Like I said, I'm not, I'm not swearing that it will happen, but I think it would be cool to see. I think that, there should be a fluidity that comes with fashion and design and brand deals and all this other stuff. I hate, like, I just feel bad that if a man like Kanye made the Jordan one really cool again, when, when he was wearing it back in the day, like that's why a lot of people bought him. That dude has an effect to him. Travis Scott has the same exact thing. Virgil has the same exact thing. Like those guys, they just kind of set their trendsetters. They just set what kind of works. But then there are, you know, Instagram pages that you can find out there if you really want to dive that have, you know, maybe 700 followers or 800 followers. And it's just a guy or a girl that just has really good style. That person is probably the one that you would more benefit from because it's somebody being personal. And I think to even maybe start your own. That's why I started doing any type of documentation or vlogs or photos or any of that stuff is like, I just want to take pictures and like present what I think is cool and present what I think makes me, me. But, uh, yeah, that's just kind of what I guess we're going to wrap up. Um, <laughs> hopefully you guys enjoyed it. I know I rambled a little bit on this one, but I'm going to try and trim it down and get it to a cool, nice little conversation. Um, but yeah, this was the, this is my podcast podcast episode one. We talked about sneakers. Um, let me know down you guys, if you guys are leaving comments or anything like that. Um, just, you know, I appreciate it. what kind of shoes were you into? What got you into sneakers? Do you, are you into sneakers? Do you not give a fuck about sneakers? Like what is, what's your story with it? But, um, that's going to wrap up the first episode. Like I said, going to try and keep these in this type of vein. Um, it's just me talking about stuff. I find kind of interesting, but, uh, hopefully you guys have a good rest of your day. The next episode, I don't know probably when we're going to do it. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely going to let you guys know, kind of teased it in the next episode. We are going to talk about anime and we're going to talk about that. It, my favorite type of entertainment and um i'm really excited to get this so hopefully you guys are enjoying this one thank you guys for listening definitely check it out on all the platforms um if you want to follow me i'm on instagram i'm on twitter i'm on all of them uh if you want to subscribe to the youtube youtube channel just check it out Derek Howe got d how tv there's a bunch of other stuff we do a bunch of things on there do gunpla do sneakers just you know it's me being me but uh hopefully you guys have a good rest of your day i will see you guys in the next one thank you very much Peace.